Hello, dear listeners. A warm welcome to the 12th episode of Talang's Investor Relations Podcast. My name is Anna Greuler and at Talang's I'm part of Group Communications. My guest today is Baste Fries, who is Talang's Head of Group Controlling. This might already give you an idea of where we are going with this episode content-wise. Today's topic are the International Financial Reporting Standards, IFRS in short, and we are talking about what the new accounting standard means for us as Talangs, for the insurance industry as a whole, and particularly for those of you who are analyzing and rating companies. Hi, Bas. Good to have you here. Thank you, Anu. I'm very happy to be here. You introduced yourself a little bit, so maybe I do the same. I'm already within Talangs for nine years, and to be more precisely, in April next year, I will be there for 10 years already, of which the last two years I'm heading the group controlling department within Talangs. And the nice thing there is that we have an overview of our four business units. And for instance, you might think of that we there consolidate all the multi-year plannings, the various business units, to one Talangs group multi-year planning, for instance. And our mission as group controlling is that we support the Talangs board in sailing our great insurance company through stormy weathers, but also through good weathers, of course. And I personally, I have most of the times a very optimistic view of the world. I'm smiling a lot of the day, which gives extra energy and have a drive for performance. And of course, as a Dutch boy, I'm come with the bicycle to the office. Of course, nothing else than we expected of you. Let's move to today's topic. Let's put the spotlight on IFRS. Can you give us an overview, like maybe in three sentences, what is IFRS exactly? Yes, as you already mentioned in the beginning, IFRS stands for International Federation of Reporting Standards. There we find the descriptions and rules how we have to account and how we have to present our quarterly and annual figures. So on those rules, of course, changes over the years. And we have just finalized a massive transformation into IFRS 17 and IFRS 9. Let's look a little bit deeper into the topic and give a little bit background on IFRS. As you said, IFRS is a complex and extensive project. What can you tell us about its scope and its scale? Yeah, not only extensive, but also expensive. I think we have spent around 100 million of euros on this project, and it was supported by hundreds of colleagues over the world, for instance, in Poland, Italy, Brazil, and of course, also in Germany, just to name a few, and involving hundreds of colleagues from various departments. You can think of accounting, you can think of risk management, the actual departments, also IT, the investment colleagues from Ampiga, and of course not to forget ourselves, the controlling departments as well. Those were the main elements of this whole project and the involved parties. So a lot of money went through it, a lot of external parties as well, and even a lot of Talang's colleagues also joined this project to make it a successful introduction. Wow, that is indeed a massive project. That's a big change for us as Talangs, a big change for the industry. Why is that necessary to have such a change in the insurance accounting? Yeah, if you look into the, so to say, old world, the old IFRS 4 regulation, then we had an inconsistency in the valuation of assets and liability, causing a mismatch in the balance sheet, for instance, which was a kind of problematic to explain that. And not all the assets we have, and even not the liabilities, were market to market. 
So no fair value evaluation or, or valuation of our assets, not entirely at least. And also, I think that was almost the largest problem we faced. We have limited comparability, for instance, within insurance companies, between insurance companies, and as well with other peers and other branches, other industries. So and these new regulations, so IFRS 17 and IFRS 9, achieved to change that, to achieve a better comparability, for instance. If we go a little bit deeper into the changes that will follow within the IFRS 17, IFRS 9 change, what would you say, what are the major changes from January onwards when IFRS 17 and IFRS 9 will be valid for us as a company? Yeah, very good question. And I think we can talk hours to describe all the changes, but you ask for the main changes. So I will try to give you an overview of that one and our listeners as well. First of all, what's very important, it's a cash flow oriented approach that's important to realize. And we have a more fair value approach, a more economic approach. And those are main differentiators compared to the old rules. For instance, then we calculate claims reserves. We now have also to take the time time value of money into account. So we discount the claims reserves. In the former regulations or IFRS 4, it didn't matter if we expect to pay a claim in 10 years or in one year. So if we expect to pay 1,000 euros, then we accounted for 1,000 euros. Now we say, well, if we have to pay it in 10 years, then the time value of money makes it less worth currently. So we reduce the reserves, for instance. That's one big change. Then we have a more economic presentation of our life insurance. And furthermore, we also have a kind of future profit pool implemented due to the new regulation. So it's easier to see where do the profits come from and especially also give an overview of the profits we expect in the future, which is also new. And as already mentioned, we have a far more stricter fair value approach. And this all leads to a new structure of our income statement. So the whole presentation of our figures will change. You have given us a few buzzwords here. Insurance accounting is becoming more comparable, more transparent. What else would you say? What other benefits does this bring for especially analysts and investors? What would you say? So one thing I think it's very important, already mentioned, is more comparability, a better comparability, not only with peers, but also between, for instance, different lines of business in an insurance company, and furthermore, also with other sectors. And just to give you a small example, when we go to the life insurer, then the customer pays, for instance, 100 euro, and 80 euro of that is a savings part. A bank would never account for the whole amount. He thinks, okay, I achieve 100 euro from the customer and I only take into the cross-written premiums or into the balance sheet, I take account of what do I earn really from it. And we always took as an insurance company the whole 100 euro as cross-written premiums in this example. And now this will change. Then furthermore, we have a better alignment between IFRS 17 and solvency. So those two systems grow more together. It's also a benefit. Furthermore, we already discussed transparency. I think it's totally important. More transparency, much more disclosure, and also reviewing new elements, which is also quite interesting for us as a controlling department, for instance. And the accounting mismatch will not entirely disappear, but it will be diminished. So it will be much less than we had before on the old regulation, and that makes more stable and meaningful equity development to name a few positive elements of this new IFRS 17 regulation. 
positive elements, that's a good buzzword again. We have been talking about the IFRS 79 transition on how time consuming, how expensive it was. But now that you explain it and that we're talking about it, you name quite a few advantages. As Talangs, what's our view on IFRS 17 and 9? I'm already mentioned I'm more from an optimistic approach. I'm living the optimistic way. Although, of course, as a controller, you always have to look at the more dark sides. So where are the risks? But to be more seriously, I'm really optimistic and I'm really positive about this change. So we believe that it gives a better overview. What I already mentioned is, for instance, we have a better overview of the profitability of our life insurance as well as our non-life insurance. And this will also be shown into our balance sheet on P&L, for instance, which is, I think, a great benefit. Then I already mentioned the economic view of our life book. So it takes better into account when we, for instance, have policies with guarantees, then the value of this guarantee is calculated in a much better way. And therefore, the valuation of our life assets and life book is represented much better. We have the future profit pool, which I already mentioned, or to speak in the IFRS 17 language, the contractual service margin, which gives an overview and we have to have detailed disclosures on that one. So that makes us more comparable and the investor and analyst can see where come the profits from, the future profit. And as already mentioned, it eliminates the accounting mismatch to a large extent and which makes it better understandable. That sounds like a quite clear message. Despite the costs and the time that has been used for this transition, as Talangs, we do like IFRS. Yeah, exactly. I do like IFRS. <laughs> and I think as a Talangs, we can also say, of course, it caused also a bit of a headache with various colleagues. But I think now we are ready for it and we are happy that we can implement it and we are optimistic and positive. That sounds great. Let's go a little bit deeper into the process of implementing IFRS 17 and 9. As I think such a big process is quite challenging. What does it need for a team like Intalangs Controlling, but also globally and worldwide to manage such a project successfully? I think there are various ingredients necessary. On the one hand, we had a very good project team, project management, project office, and we had various working groups on various topics. Then furthermore, we made it together. I think that's also important. So when we had difficulties amongst each other or difficulties in the project, we discussed together, but we also had a party to celebrate it. We have implemented that we are ready. For instance, that's also important. And furthermore, you cannot wait until it's 2023 and then say, okay, now we start and then we will see what happened. So what we also did, we made some dry runs or impact analysis. There we simulated, so to say, based on 2021 IFRS 4 figures, we simulated what will IFRS 17 do with these figures and does it make sense? So we made at least three of those impact assessments, gaining more insight, therefore. I kind of heard between the lines that this is a project in which you lift up to our purpose. Together we take care of the unexpected and foster entrepreneurship. You did this together. Exactly. It was not only me, it was a whole project team with many, many colleagues, not only in Germany, as already mentioned, but all over the world. And together we achieved that we are now as Talangs able to implement this standard. Great. As you've gone through such an interesting team process, what are challenges you had to overcome and what were the approaches you did choose to solve the situation? 
I don't like to talk about the challenges we had during the last years. There were, of course, many, but we have solved them. I think what's now more important is the challenge we have to really understand IFRS 17. How can we steer the figures under IFRS 17? How can we compare with the old figures? How can we make sure that the analysts, the investors, but also, of course, our board does understand the figures and that we were still able to steer and guide through whatever water and whatever weather? That's quite a diplomatic answer. You have gone a little bit into the future. That's another topic I would like to put in the spotlight. If we look into the future from January, 2023, IFRS will be in place. Let's take a look at the entire industry and the international context. At what are we looking here? What is expecting us in the industry? Besides all the benefits I already mentioned, it's an entire new system. So I believe that it will at least take two till three years until we, not only we as insurance company, but also our competitors, the industry, and also the analysts and investors will really understand the figures and really understand the mechanics of IFRS 17 and IFRS 9. So in the beginning, it will lead to maybe much more uncertainty. Yeah, because we do not really understand directly what those figures mean. So we have to explain much, much more. We already started with that one with our webcast. And I think the whole insurance industry and companies are doing the same to make sure that insurance companies themselves, but also the investors and the analysts do really understand what's going on. But of course, it will take time. So we all were very familiar with IFRS 4. And now we have to get used to IFRS 17. And that will take some time. I think that's where we're going through. Mm -hmm. You have already mentioned there will be uncertainty in the beginning for the entire industry before there is some new routines with a new system. You have mentioned analysts and investors, which are, among others, key stakeholders of insurance companies. What will be their role? Can you go a little bit deeper into that? So I think their role will, on the one hand, be they will ask, hopefully, a lot of questions, enabling us to explain the mechanics of IFRS 17 and IFRS 9, and furthermore, also to get Zelber a deeper and better insight into IFRS 9 and IFRS 17, because probably they have a bit more different perspective on the figures, as we might probably have. And I think so jointly, we were able to gain a better and faster understanding of the whole new mechanics. So it will be a common learning process throughout the entire industry mm. and its stakeholders. Somehow, yeah, absolutely, indeed. <laughs> oh, yeah. An interesting experience. My final question already, we have said this already a couple of times, IFRS will be mandatory from the first quarter of 2023. That's actually quite soon. What would you say? Is Talangs ready for this big step? Yes, we are. Perfect. That is a short answer to a big and important question, I would say, but this shows your confidence and all the effort that you have already invested in the project and the time you're looking back. Yeah, thank you so much, Buzz, for giving us this insight. I think this was quite interesting. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Anna. It was my pleasure. <laughs>